When you're almost famous, you just might find yourself live on air on WATD. Hour two of Almost Famous begins now. And welcome to the second hour of Almost Famous here on 95.9 WATD. It is just past 9 o'clock here on the South Shores radio station. My name is John Shea, introducing you to great local music every Tuesday night, 8 till 10 p.m. Brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass, Route 53 Pembroke, online at tinyandsons.com. So again, I am John, along with my co-host for the evening, Erica Sweeney. Erica, how you doing? Great. This has been such a great hour of music. Oh, thank you. It's been fun having you here. Thank you. And we have live on the tiny stage tonight... Chuck McDermott. Chuck, good evening to you. Good evening. Welcome Enjoy to the, the show tonight. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Yeah, I've, I've been enjoying your music for some time, so this is a privilege to have you here. I can't wait to hear what we're in store for tonight. Well, the pleasure's mine. Oh, thank you. So if you would, Chuck, the question I ask to everybody here in studio is to introduce yourself. Who is Chuck McDermott? Okay, well, I'm a, I'm a singer-songwriter um, who moved to the Boston area in uh, 1970, 71. And uh, I started a band called Wheatstraw that evolved into a long-haired country band. You guys uh, had some success, too, didn't you, at the time? Well, you know, we, we did, as I look back on it. We, we put out two records and um, that, were, that were recorded under very um, inauspicious circumstances. But um, they managed to catch the attention of some important music critics in the day and... Uh, we got a fair amount of critical support from Robert Criscow at The Village Voice and eventually The Rolling Stone and all those magazines wrote about us. And that made it possible to expand our touring beyond just New England, which had been very good to us. We were playing the many, many clubs in the Boston area and, of course, the college circuit around New England. But with the success of some of those records, our footprint expanded from Toronto down to New Orleans and that was most of the most of the seventies, and uh, uh, I ended up deciding I I wanted to push the boundaries a little more, and ended up moving to California. For me, it was a choice between New York, Nashville, or Los Angeles, and uh, I got an opportunity to go to Los Angeles that that brought me out there, and spent another four or five years there that were in, incredible musical experiences, and. Um, then I, I, I got married and uh, was uh, had a family coming on, and I took a detour, detour that lasted only about 34, 35 years. <laughs> Not that long. <laughs> Just a little break. Uh, I never stopped playing, never stopped writing songs, but um, uh, that era is over. My kids are grown, and um, I've turned back to music in earnest now and have a new CD out. Excellent. So uh, what number uh, solo disc is this for you? This is my first, well, number two. It's my second solo disc. I, I did a couple records with Reed Straw, and then when I moved to California, I did a, a record on my own called The Turning of the Wheel that was released on a, a British label. And I also did, I worked on four albums with uh, the songwriting legend John Stewart when I, during my California Excellent, days. from uh, the, uh, the Kingston Trio. Yeah, originally from the Kingston Trio. and But also really one of the fathers of Americana and, and folk rock, if yes. you will. With his albums like California Bloodlines and and all of that, and uh, so we toured as a as a the world's loudest acoustic duo for about four <laughs> or five years. Excellent. Well, you're here tonight. You've got the new CD. It's called Gin and Rosewater. I want to talk about this CD a little bit more throughout the night, but I want to hear a song first. What are you going to play for okay. us? Well, let's do Gin and Rosewater. All right, and, let's and hear just it. end the suspense. Right I there. I love it. Okay. You have Chuck McDermott in studio tonight. You're on WATD. It's all yours, Chuck. I drank the wine slowly I watched the sun going down I learned to live I was more lost than I was found Till one wanted Juliet Gave herself Said, come meet Jen in rose water. Come set the fair head daughter down. 
I took a first offer I laid my cord upon the ground And I set her down I call her hair scarlet I call her boots of leather brown I see your lips parted I watch stars going down In her eyes A powder blue Should you ask I'll say to you I'll take gin and rose water I'll set the fair daughter down I'll take the cut off her I'll feel it fall upon the ground As I set her down As I set her down I'll feel shivers in the middle of the night I'll keep promises to keep it right I'll make a witness in the pale moonlight Oh I take her hand slowly I pull the cover from the bed Turn the key in the door Hear her voice whisper more I'll take gin and rose water Ninety five nine WATD. That is Chuck McDermott live in studio, the title track off of his newest CD. Gin and Rosewater. Nice job on that, man. That was that was intense. I like that. Well, thank you. Could you share with us the story behind that? How you wrote that song? Yeah. So, um, uh, I uh, I was married for twenty two years, um, and uh, that ended about thirteen years ago. And um, uh, several years ago, I met a, a most wonderful woman, and uh, we are now engaged. To be wed. Ah, congratulations! And uh, thank you. And uh, uh, when I first met her, and, and we were seeing each other, I had to comment. I had to ask her what was the fragrance she was wearing because it was wonderful. And it's a perfume called Gin and Rosewater. Ah, well, there you go. And I thought, you know, first of all, those are just words when put together are somewhat explosive. You know, yeah. one plus one equals more than two, and. Uh, I said, there's a song in there somewhere. So that's where that came from. I love and that. the whole album is named Gin and Rosewater. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. What a yeah. nice tribute. Yeah, no, well, well, she deserves it. Long suffering already. Long <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> When's the wedding? Uh, a New Year's Eve ah, of this wow. year. Great time. Fantastic. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So, Chuck, when you were writing with uh, Weedstraw back mm-hmm. in the day, how has your songwriting evolved up into uh, what we're hearing today? Well, that, you know, that's a good question, John, in that uh, during the Weedstraw years, Weedstraw for me was a transition in that we started out as, as, as a couple guys who'd been together in boarding school, and then we got t- t- together during our college years. We, we all dropped out, actually, after our summer year of college. But we did a little bit of everything, right? We did Loggins Messina. We did Poco. We did CSN. We did James Taylor. We, you know, all that. And that was that was fine. We loved that music. People enjoyed it. Um, but 
it became very important to me personally to try to really master an idiom, a given idiom. And um, I'm originally from Iowa. I spent my first 10 years there. And radio back then had a little bit of everything. Uh, on our home radio station, it would go from Pat Boone to Hank Williams to Ernest Tubb to Bill Haley to, you know, you name it. And um, I, I had an epiphany. I had loved the birds. The birds led me to the Burrito Brothers and Graham Parsons and all of that. So the Emily co- Harris and that whole... Emily Harris. All that country thing was there. But um, I, I went and saw the movie Five Easy Pieces. And, and through that soundtrack, Tammy Wynette's voice on Stand By Your Man kept recurring in the thing. And it just it knocked me out. And, and in those days, we all lived in a band house and we had no money. But we put some money towards... Uh, occasionally hitting the record store and buying new records so that we could learn new stuff. And on a given trip, I got Tammy Wynette's Greatest Hits, Hank Williams' Greatest Hits, an early Merle Haggard record, Bob Wilson's Texas Playboys, and we came back to the house and stacked them all up on the stereo and and kicked back. And Hank Williams, I I just, I thought, okay, I can do that. I I can go from, hey, good looking, what you got cooking to I'm so lonesome I could cry. And uh, uh, that created a sharp left turn and um we were playing the rock clubs in boston and stuff but uh we landed a gig out in ashland mass a place called the turtle lounge which know it well listeners I, will remember. I believe my dad used to play there quite a I bit i believe your dad did <laughs> and um uh we talked our way in there and started playing country songs on wednesday and thursday and then doing the rock clubs on friday and saturday and but that only lasted a little while. I went just hardcore country. So then, at that period in time, I was tr- trying to write songs that sounded like country songs, right? And uh, it was that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to learn a genre and try to master an idiom and did the best I could. But when you fast forward to today, you know, I, I've had a lot of different life experiences. I've been exposed to other music. I mean, I've lost both my parents. I've been through a divorce. I've raised three kids. I've held different jobs. I've, you know, and all that turns up in your music. So it's 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 going to show. And uh, I, I like to believe that as you get older, you um, you you hone it a little bit if you're paying attention. And so uh, I think that the stuff I'm writing now reflects. Uh, in in one way or another, those experiences along the way. Now, the tracks on the new disc, Gin and Rosewater, are these all relatively new songs, or do any of these songs stay back into your catalog a ways? Yeah, so there are 14 songs on the CD. 11 of them are mine. Uh, Of those, probably 9 of the 11 I've written in the last 3 years or so. But there's one, uh, one from 1979. There's one from, like, 1984. Um, I worked with a wonderful producer on this record, which was a great experience for me. And his name is Lauren Entress. And uh, he's produced Laurie McKenna and Mark Arelli and our friend Jay Pissarros and others. And uh, uh, so he just asked for as much of my material as uh, as I could give him. So I did. And uh, he picked those two, uh, among some others, out of the big saddlebag and <laughs> said, let's try them. Fantastic. That is the voice of Chuck McDermott live on the tiny stage tonight here on WATD. My name is John Shea. We have Erica Sweeney in as co-host as well. Chuck, let's hear some more music. What do you want to play for us next? Okay, well, um, you know, if I could follow up on on what we were just discussing, I could do an old Wheatstraw song. I'd love that. That'd be fun. Um, And I'm going to send this out. You know, it's funny, since I've been out gigging more now, I, I really come across... Wheatstraw fans, they're they're still there, and it's remarkably gratifying. And they all come up and say hi and tell an anecdote of some club or some event, or uh, sometimes some things we we thought we'd hoped we'd forget. But um, so it's really wonderful. So I send this out to them and to your dad Ralph and to my friend Tim Greg Heckel, right? Headache I woke up with It's the same one that I brought with me to bed And there's something must be living in my stomach Cause it's eating away again 
I just hope nobody calls me Cause I wouldn't have an honest word to say Let's say I want to share my nightmares, Lord Cause I woke up a mess again today I threw some water on my face I think I hoped it would erase those worried lines And I turned quickly from the mirror When I barely recognized those eyes are mine Then I walked around the house Put things up, I put them down a different way Didn't know what I was doing, Lord I woke up a mess again today I wake up so cold and empty My vices shout to tempt me with their lies I'll drink a beer down to the label Till I'm sure that it's not able to deny That this trembles in my soul, not my hands, and I pray it won't stay. Cause it's six days in a row now, Lord, and I woke up a mess again today. I tried to put some food inside me But my belly said no visitors today So I sat down with the paper And I read about three men who got away From the cells beneath the courthouse And I couldn't help but envy their escape Cause no running's gonna save me, Lord, when I woke up a mess again today. I wake up so cold and empty, and my vices shout to tempt me with their lies. I'll drink a beer down to the label till I'm sure that it's not able to deny. Just trembles in my soul, not my hands, and I pray it won't stay. Cause it's six days in a row now, Lord, and I woke up a mess again today. All these tremblings in my soul, and not my hands, and I pray it won't stay. It's been with me much too long now, Lord, and I woke up a mess again today. That is Chuck McDermott live in studio tonight here on 95.9 WATD. Very nice job on that song, my friend. Thank you very much. That was beautiful. Thank you. That was great. Now, what era of uh, Weed Straw does that go back to? That was on our first record, so that that would have been like 1974 or so. Excellent. I wrote that. The year I was born. Good year. It was a good year. (laughs) I wrote that song after a bar fight at Club Zircon in Somerville. (laughs) (laughs) Did you really? Did you win? I was not in it. I was an observer. We were playing, but all hell broke loose. But there, was there a chicken wire like the Blues Brothers? No, unfortunately, no. There was not. <laughs> that is Chuck McDermott in studio tonight. We have to take a very quick break, but um, we'll have more with him right on the other side of this on 95.9 WATD. 
Experience the satisfaction of fine listening. Almost famous. And when you're on the go, enjoy music in motion. Available at 959WATD.com. You're listening to Almost Famous on 959WATD. And we are in studio tonight with Chuck McDermott. My name is John Shea. My co-host for the evening is Erica Sweeney. Erica, how you doing? I'm good. This is sounding great, uh, Chuck. And your CD is getting great reviews. Well, thank you. Um, I know there's, but there was a big write-up about it in South Shore Magazine. Yes, Jay Pissarro's. Yep, singing your praises. Jay yeah. is the man. We love Jay. We love Jay. Hardest working man in show business. Absolutely. I, yep. No argument here. <laughs> Chuck, what's your website? If people want to check you out online, get the CD, maybe check out some of your back catalog, what's, what's the best place to go for those? So I've got a website, www.chuckmcdermott.com. Um, and... There is there's quite a bit of info on there. You can listen to several of the songs from the CD. You can order a physical copy of the CD from there. I'm also streaming on Spotify and iTunes or downloadable on iTunes, uh, Google Music, Amazon, etc. Um, so I encourage people to do that. Uh, I uh, I'm gigging around. Uh, Prime, you know, a, a fair amount on the South Shore. I'll be back in July, on Friday, July 21st, at my new musical home on the South Shore, which is Joe's Nautical Bar. I've heard about that in Hull. This is the best kept secret on the South Shore, and, and we might have just blown their cover. But it's 125 Main Street. It's the very far end of the Hull Peninsula. You just keep keep heading for the windmill, the wind turbine, and you'll find it. But a uh, great little... Oceanside Bar. Um, we've had a wonderful time there. We'll be there Friday the 21st. And I'm performing with several of the musicians who played on the record um, these days who are just fabulous, fabulous players. Um, uh, Marco Giovino on drums, who for the last dozen or so years was down in Nashville and Buddy Miller's right-hand man and uh, played in the Band of Joy with Robert Plant and Buddy Miller and that whole exercise. Um, Rodney and Emmy Lou, Dolly Parton, Nora Jones, um, amongst his credits. And uh, You've got a, a bunch of local musicians that are very well-known. Yeah, I was, I was lucky to, to get them. Um, Duke Levine on guitar and Mandola, who... Uh, I just saw him this past weekend, and him and Kevin Berry playing with Peter Wolf out at the Wilco Festival in Western awesome. Mass, and uh, uh, both both Kevin and Kevin uh, Berry and Duke Levine are just phenomenal musicians, and um, it was just a thrill to make music with them. And Richard Gates on bass, Richard too plays with everybody uh, around town, and Namax as well, and just a very thoughtful. Um, meticulous, soulful bass player, and uh, we got Stephen Stills to play on one of the cuts. I was just going to say, you mentioned Crosby, Stills, and Nash earlier, and now you've got the S yes, from get, CSN the S. on the, uh, <laughs> the disc here, too. Yeah, I really met Stephen through politics. I, I've been involved in energy and environmental politics and policy for the last 30 or 40 years, and, and he met, he and I met uh, around 1980 time frame, and um, Was that around, like, the no-nukes period? It was a little after that. Um, you, you know, maybe I should up that. It was more around the early Clinton years and gotcha. Carter years and stuff like that. But um, uh, a, a wonderful guy and a, a passionate liberal. And uh, we first met through that. But uh, he's he's sat in with my band several times. And I've been to his house and sat around playing guitars, which is an honor. And uh, he was good enough to uh, to hop on one of the tunes here. Very cool. Yeah, it's a thrill, I gotta say. It's a thrill. We have uh, Chuck McDermott in studio tonight, along with Erica Sweeney, my co host. We're talking about Chuck's new album called Gin, Gin and Rosewater. Rosewater. It's funny when we tweet about the, the CD, you know, Gin and Rosewater, we get all these retweets from the Gin Manufacturers <laughs> Association. <laughs> hey, you know, the so, more people that hear about the album, right. the better off you are. <laughs> I'm thinking sponsorship opportunities. I like that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, right. If anybody's listening out there, ChuckMcDermott.com. Well, right? I know uh, uh, Bradford Sellers is making gin now, the Bradford Vodka Distillery. Ah. Yep, local. Hmm. Yeah. And hang them. Local sponsorships. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there we go. Chuck, what do you want to play next? Let's hear another song. Okay, I'll, we'll go to the other end. So I did an, a, a song from 1974 last. I'm going to do a song that I wrote about three weeks ago. All right. Let's hear it. Chuck McDermott on ATD. It's all yours.
Nothing really bothered me Happiness came easily I was born a heartland child Bred there on a country mile I believe in the family tree Like a sodden match, you became our sulfur scratch. I'd become the whiskey priest, you became my soul's release. We both healed through a slow ravine. That is Chuck McDermott live in studio tonight, 95.9 WATD. Nice job on that, sir. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Tell us how you wrote that song, what that song's all about. So that's, uh, that's an ode to my, my lady Anne, Anne Lyon, my fiancé. Um, uh, the, the, uh, the line, Whiskey Priest, has been rattling around in my brain for a while. There's, there's a bar in Boston Harbor. Yeah, by the Seaport District. Yeah, called the Whiskey Priest. And again, you know, as, as a writer, you're you're looking for turns of phrase and things like that. Um, but sometimes when two words are put together, again, there's 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 a the the sum is bigger than the parts. And um, I found that intriguing. And there are a number of ways you could go with that. But uh, uh, the 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 lick on the song that. Kind of came as I was goofing around in my music room, as, as things might, and uh, the first couple lines just began. You know, nothing really bothered me. Happiness came easily. Blah blah blah. And um, the song just started to reveal itself. And um, uh, as as I tried to make it more and more autobiographical. <laughs> uh, uh, there was an opportunity to use that phrase, the whiskey priest, there towards the end, and that tied the whole thing together for me. So, but basically, it's about 
finding love later in life and you know with a lot of water under the bridge and things like that but uh being thankful for it so well you know doing this show i've i've noticed um with songwriters that a song either comes out in one giant burst and it's done in 10 minutes or it can take days weeks months even years sometimes to complete do you have that uh, same experience? And how do those songs that take the longest amount of time differ from the songs that take the shortest amount of time? Yeah, so <clears throat> I subscribe to the uh, all of the above theory when it comes to songwriting. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, do you start with the lyrics? Do you start with the, the chord pattern? Do you, know what is you, you take what you you go with whatever comes to you. But there are some times when songs come out almost fully born. Um, uh, you know, Brian Wilson had a great quote saying that he believed the songs were out there in the air and he was like a radio receiver. And if he just dialed the dial correctly, the song would come in and through his circuitry and out the speaker and, and it would be a tune. Comes through the sandbox. Right. Yeah, through the sandbox in the living room. Exactly. And John Lennon said similar things. And and I think if, you know, I've been writing songs since I was 16 years old. So if you do it that long, you're going to have some that really just come to you. And that's a that's a lovely feeling. Um, and uh, uh, but I, 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 too, have others where the a line in one song, it was going to be the chorus. It was going to be the hook line and the song just didn't work. But that line ended up just a phrase in another song some other time that really fit um and it, it helped move the song forward so you do those too and there's nothing wrong i don't think with letting something sort of gestate um you know mccartney talks about of course the famous story about yesterday he woke up one morning with the full-blown melody the full thing with the bridge and everything in his head he thought it must have been something else he'd heard uh he walked around for i think a couple months with the lyric in his head being scrambled eggs, scrambled eggs, <laughs> you know, and then finally he got yesterday and the song took care of itself. But um, so I, I'd say, however, you know, however it works for me, more the test is when I'm done with it, do I feel that I got close to what I was trying to say or the feeling I was trying to convey for myself, you know, and if, 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 feels like it got over the goal line i don't care how long it took do you feel that a song is ever completely done or do you think it can always be updated or changed i think it depends on the song i mean i i, I do find i mean even there, even there are even a couple things on this record where i would now change a word or two it's funny how a word here and there can can just sharpen things a little bit not change the fundamental meaning necessarily but um and I think that it's perfectly legitimate for artists to decide to reinterpret their own songs in in slightly different or radically different ways. That's completely fair. Um, so, uh, you know, they're living things. Um, uh, some I'm more inclined to mess around with over time than others. I really enjoy doing what I call twisted covers, taking tunes that we all know and try to render them virtually unrecognizable <laughs> have you ever succeeded with that well there there's i i do a version of i walk the line uh johnny cash's tune on this record that it's a pretty radical departure can we hear it yeah do you want to play it there or you want me to do it here why don't you do it live do you mind okay i'll give it a shot it's it's a but do as much of it as you want to okay i keep a close on this heart of mine I keep my eyes wide Wide open all the time I keep the ends out For the tie that binds Because I walk the line I find it very, very, very easy So easy to be true I find myself alone 
when each day is through. Nice. That is Chuck McDermott live wow. in studio tonight, 95.9 WATD. Intense, man. That is intense. <laughs> it gets a little zanier even on the record. I bet. I, got, versus, <laughs> I have got one of, my, one of my favorite questions to ask you next, because you said you've been writing songs since you were 16 years yeah. old. And I'm just curious, not only do you remember the first song that you wrote, but I'm just curious as to when it was when you first started writing songs that you realized you could do this professionally? Oh, two, two different things. Um, the, first, the first songs I wrote, I was, I was about 15 or 16. You don't have to play the whole song. Just... In the day When the sun is shining brightly I can see Cross the water in the bay And I know There's more than distance come between us But I tell myself it's better This way Something like that. That was crazy. Impressive. <laughs> um, but then... Uh, I mean, I really dug in thinking about songwriting as my job in, in my early twenties, um, and uh, that was that was my, you know, that was that was one of my duties in a day was to you know try to write a song. It didn't happen every day. Um, um, I got to a point where if I had to, I could. It might not be very good, <laughs> but you know I could kick out something. But um, that's a lot of discipline. Yeah, you know, and and it's really funny. Uh, uh, you know, being in a band and making your living as a as a touring musician, which I was for those first fourteen years, um, it's it's off the graph paper. You know, you don't punch a time clock. There's nobody looking over your shoulder. So, the uh, the discipline that one needs to exert over themselves, um, if you want to continue to improve, is, is a very real challenge. You know, I. I uh, had this one story I'll tell quickly uh, on this topic, um, and that is uh, back in the '70s, some friends of mine were playing at the P- the Paradise Club. They were opening for Tom Waits, and I was a big Tom Waits fan too. And uh, they did the opening show, and it was a big success. And so during the intermission, I was going backstage up to to visit them. And at the Paradise at the time, you'd go up these stairs, and there's a long, narrow hallway like the one here at WATD FM. (laughs) And and at the end of the hallway, there was a dressing room on the right and one on the left. And the one on the right was Storm and Norman and Susie was the name of the band. And on the left was Tom Waits. 
And and Electra, I think he was on, had a full-blown party going on in his dressing room. In the hallway, in a, in a straight-back chair with his feet up against the wall with a legal pad in his hands was Tom Waits. Wow. Um, amidst all this chaos, working on a song. And he put his feet down so we could pass and put his feet back up on the wall and then went out and delivered this stunning show, right? But that that really struck home to me. I mean, he was working. He had an idea. He he could skip all the other stuff and do the real work. And, uh, and when I worked with John Stewart, who was a prolific songwriter, um, he was just really f- faithful to the craft. That was his mistress. And um, it paid off. I mean, it's just with songwriting, you're right. It, it is a job. It's something that yeah. you, if you don't work on, if you don't consistently do it, you can, you know, you can, you know, lose your knack sometimes. And you right. know, it's just, I, I give all credit to people who do this and do this like they do a nine to five job. Right. Well, I'll tell another real quick story on this and we'll play some more music. But again, when I was working with John Stewart, we, we shared the bill with a lot of great artists, Bonnie Raitt and Leo Kotke and John Prine and stuff. And we did a number of shows with Roger McGuinn from the, you know, formerly of the Birds. And, uh, and we're hanging around backstage and John Stewart leans into, to McGuinn. He goes, Roger, doesn't it bug you that Tom Petty has stolen your voice and your sound and the whole thing. And uh, and McGuinn said, no, no, no. I mean, Tom's Tom's a good friend. And he's, a, he's a great artist and he's a great songwriter. And uh, uh, I, I consider him a great friend. And But I'll tell you a story. I was playing a show at the a club called The Golden Bear in Long Beach, California. And he said, and Tom came down from L.A. and during the sound check and hung out and after the sound check, we were back in the dressing room and talking about how much we love the road. And, uh, and I said, I love the road, you know, but this part here, you know, you, you finish the sound check, you're waiting to play. This waiting is the hardest part. <laughs> and he said, about a year later, I turned on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Chuck, what but are we going to hear next? I'm going to play a John Stewart song. All right. Um, and this is this is of the hundreds and hundreds of songs of John's to choose from. This is the one I chose to play on the record. Um, and uh, no one song captures all of John's song craft, but this one I thought fit with the record and it was a good example of um, some of his brilliance as a lyricist. <laughs> Shoot out the moon in a midnight sky Shoot out the sun in a blackbird's eye Shoot out a dream and don't say why So it's up to you and I To beat our arms against the sky Keep it flying Maria had a store on a boulevard For the barrio boy she worked real hard When the bullets fly in East LA A bullet took her out today shooting star nineteen sixty-eight it has that ring RFK Martin Luther King when the dreams went down on a hotel floor dreams are what we're living for Living for 
bet your life they are They're irresistible targets They're irresistible targets They're irresistible targets To any shooting star Chuck McDermott live in studio tonight, 95.9 WATD. The new album is Gin and Rosewater. That was amazing. That was a John Stewart cover. Yes, sir. Great job on that. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you, John. My pleasure. So I think we have um, time for one more song, but it's going to have to come after the break. Does that work for you? Sure. All right. This is Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. Introducing you to local music every Tuesday night from 8 till 10. Right here on 95.9 and 95.9WATD.com. We know a lot about music. Mayflower uh, combined with Philadelphia. No brainer, right? Because this is where the Mayflower landed. History, not so much. I'm not the historian. Let the people in the uh, production booth deal with that. (laughs) Almost famous on 95.9WATD. And for a few more moments, we have Chuck McDermott live in studio tonight. Chuck, thanks for coming into the uh, into the WATD studios tonight. Well, John, th- thank you, thank you for making me almost famous. Oh, my, my pleasure. I think you're you're well beyond that at this point. <laughs> I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Here. We are moments away from passing the torch over to Peter Black and the Wide World of Blues tonight. Before that, though, let's uh, plug the new album, Gin and Rosewater. Where is that available? That's it's available um, on iTunes for download. It's streaming on Spotify and Apple Music and uh, Google. And uh, you can order a physical copy off of my website, which is chuckmcdermott.com. Or even better, get a physical copy at an upcoming show. That's right. The next one locally will be Joe's Nautical Bar and Hall on Friday, July 21st. Fantastic. Well, Chuck, again, thank you so much for coming down to the studio tonight. What are you taking us to the top of the hour with? I'm gonna I'm gonna send a song to all our friends down in Washington D.C. All right, I like that. Let's hear it. As I walk through this wicked world, looking for light in the darkness of insanity. I ask myself, is all hope lost? Is there all the pain and hatred and misery? And each time I feel like this inside, there's one thing I want to know. What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? As I walk on 
troubled times My spirit gets so downhearted sometimes So where are the strong? Who are the trusted? And where is the Each time I feel it slipping away, it just makes me wanna cry. What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Oh, what's so funny about peace, love, and Oh, what's so 